What's up, guys? This is Michael Sadis with Sirhant. We're here in my office in Northport. I am the first associate broker to open up an office outside of Soho in the Hamptons for the Sirhant brand. Super excited to talk to you guys today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the newest episode of the Real Estate and Chill podcast. I'm your host, James Schneider from Cliff Go Mortgage here with Kevin Iglesias, associate broker. As always, it's a million dollar episode today. We're in Northport. All right. We're with the one and only Michael Jordan. Sadis. As Sir Hands. As Sir Hands. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you very much. Please yeah, introduce man. yourself. Yeah, I'm Michael Sadis. I'm an associate broker at Sir Hand. Um, what else do you want to know? Let's let let's, the first let's, office to the, open up on Long Island. The first correct? Sir Hand office to be opened on Long Island, just before the Hamptons office opened. Um, we are a little bit of a different business model than this, uh, the um, Hamptons office, but uh, we're doing our thing. Congratulations, that's yeah, amazing. Thank you, thank you very that's much. Awesome. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a fun ride so far. And we had a little tour of like the, the whole street, the walks, the everything. We had a tour of the office, it's beautiful. So you. everything you're doing in here, it's amazing. I love it. It's fun. You know, it's a vibe, it's a different vibe. It's it a is. vibe and that's, that's what we wanted. We wanted, when people came here to kind of just like, take a step back, take a deep breath, and just feel comfortable from the get-go. That was really important. So it doesn't feel exactly like an like a office space. It feels more like a, it doesn't feel like a home, but it just kind of feels like you're kind of just in... Real uh, estate and yeah. chilling. That's you're just, you're chilling. just chilling. You come yep. here and you're just chilling. And that's a cool, like that, that's actually a really good thing like to kind of talk about. Like one of my visions for this space is to make it into like a collaborative environment where I don't care where you work, I don't care what you do, if you want to come, like, same way you would like, go to, like, a Starbucks and, like, kind of, like, sit up and, and just kind of get to work, like, if you guys ever want to come here to work, like, that's the idea, is to collaborate with people, to invite people here from all different regions, from all different um, businesses. I don't care if you're in real estate. I don't care if you're a mechanic. Don't fucking clean your car. Uh, you know, fix your car here. <laughs> but, like, that was a bad example. But uh, let's just say you are a, give me a... An attorney. An attorney. If an attorney wants to come here one day and wants to uh, work out of the space and collaborate and see what kind of comes from it out of the conversations, like that's the idea of this. And that was kind of like my big, uh, my big idea for opening up this office and like really where I wanted to go. There's this cool place. What inspired that is um, there's this place in Brooklyn called Rubber Tracks. It's owned by Converse. So you go into the, uh, I went there like 10 years ago. And uh, you go there and you're like the immediate impact when you first walk in is it's a shoe store or it's a clothing store of Converse. Then you go into the back and it becomes a recording studio. And I was that's like, pretty cool. yeah. And I was like, this is sick. Like they're an amazing company that's like, like integrated themselves into like the music culture, especially like the punk music culture. And then... Now they're saying, let's go in and invite artists to come here to record for free. So I kind of took that mentality. It's actually on my mood board back there of like all the things that I, I'm pointing to nothing, but it is back there. <laughs> um, of like ideas for this of I want like that. I was like, that's so cool. Like, why not just make this into an open space for anybody to work at it for any reason and to have conversations started and to see where you end up? Because what I think that like real estate agents are lacking is true inspiration. And I think that if you watch the same shit over and over and over again, you're the same people are going to be inspired by the same thing. So look elsewhere. 
Talk to different people. Don't talk to the same people that you're talking to on a daily basis. Like, I don't want to fucking talk about real estate anymore. I want to talk about something different. I want to talk to you. I don't know. The mechanic. Let's bring back out to the mechanic. <laughs> I, you know, I want to talk to somebody else and see if like, can I learn something from that person and apply it to my business? So that was kind of the idea of creating this like collaborative space for people to work out of. And I love that because when we were thinking about how we're going to put the podcast together, we're like, we can't make this just real estate based because it's so like repetitive. Yeah. Right. So yeah. we had to write and chill because it's a chill part. That's where it came What's from. been the best chill so far? Uh... What's been the best what? The best end chill. So you're end saying chill. that there's a separate entity other than real estate. So we so shot our last episode. Out, we shot our last episode with JR. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know JR Ornstein, but he took us to. Uh, I'm sorry, who? JR Ornstein, no. insurance guy. Okay. He, oh, yeah. I yeah, know him. JR. He came to my open house the other day. Super nice guy. Super nice guy. Up, Super JR? nice guy. Yeah. And uh, we shot an episode at Noble Motorsports in Bohemia. We had a, a Lamborghini behind us and a McLaren. So it was pretty, it was pretty dope. It was just That's a. Cool. Yeah, it was different. We're just talking about like a bunch of different stuff on top of real estate. So, because the thing is like right now with real estate, real estate's fun to talk about, but we also have lives outside of it. So I, I hear what you're saying hundred percent. That's exactly what we wanted to capitalize as well. Real, cool. real estate isn't, I feel like it's in everything that we do though. Yeah. It's real estate. Yeah. We have the easiest job when you go to networking groups. Yeah. Like imagine being like the dude who like presses t-shirts. Like that's hard to like get business from, but like you want to go to a networking event and you're the real estate agent. We have the easiest job because like people, how's the market? Yeah. That's like the number one question people ask. How's the market? Yeah. At any stage. Like, that's always the question. No matter what. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. And the answer is, it's always fantastic. Yeah. Market's fantastic. (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, no, it's it's true. Like, it's where we have, I think, the easiest job when it comes to talking about. um, Because people want to engage with us. People are going to want to know the million dollar question. How did this all come about? Right? How do your relationships start with Sirhan, with Ryan? And how did you come to an agreement like, all right, I'm planting uh, the Sirhan name here, the brand? It's a good question. So it took a long time. This is like, I would say like five years in the making. Um, it comes back to networking. Like I'm the type of person, like if I want you to know me, I'm just going to reach out to you and I'm going to introduce myself. I learned this at like a really like younger age. To, uh, I'm going to relate things to music constantly because that's just kind of my background and who I am. But like, I remember back in like 2013, my band was recording uh, a record and we were just finishing it up. And um, the lead singer, Patrick from Fall Out Boy, uh, saw, it was on like a, a, like a forum, like, our, like a, a teaser that we posted. And he, and he was like, this is, this is sick. I really like this song. And he like retweeted it. Oh. And I reached out to him and I was just like, take us out on tour. <laughs> and he was just like, done. Wow. And we in touch with management and then we went on a sick arena tour with them. So that was like wow. a learning experience for me of just like, it doesn't hurt to ask. Shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. It shoot doesn't, shoot. yeah, exactly. It doesn't hurt to ask. It doesn't hurt to ask the question to, you know, worst case scenario is they ignore you or say no. So I reached out to Ryan and um, we started talking. Um, I sent him a very long email. And if you know anything about Ryan, the responses you get, because this time is short, short. is just like a thumbs up emoji. I'm like, cool, all right. That's not, you know, I didn't get ignored. I got like the thumbs up. So that means like, okay, we can keep engaging. Shortened up. My next follow-up email was just like a little bit shorter. If that email is like this, this email is like this. And like, and then we just kind of got the idea rolling. I am a part of the, uh, the, sir, the Sell Like Sirhan course, uh, which is definitely like, again, wanted to make my presence known. So that was a new thing that he was starting. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to join that because I want this guy who is one of the biggest brokers in the entire world to know who I am. 
So I joined the I joined the Sell Like Sirhan course. I got some referrals back and forth from outside agents, and then um, sure enough, he referred me a deal in Laddingtown, um, and I got a really great testimonial from that client, which was really cool of him. Um, and Ryan forwarded it to me, and he was just like, "Wow, that's awesome." Ryan referred me another deal uh, in, to a house in Manhasset. Put that one under contract pretty quickly. And I think that, you know, I don't say he was testing me, but I think that, you know, I wanted to prove my worth. I wanted to do a good job. I really wanted to uh, kind of get really good reviews from these people that he was putting me in touch with. And sure enough, they did, which is really kind of them. And um, we just, it comes back to networking. That's really what it comes down to. It's like, I just wanted him to know who I am. I've sent him a ton of emails with just ideas, ideas for the brokerage, not things that he would necessarily use, but just, I have no problem sharing concepts. I love to brainstorm, kind of going back to what we were saying before. I'm a Capricorn, so I don't stop thinking. I don't stop working. I just constantly am just in go mode to figure out my next move and how we can make it happen. What was your level of excitement? I mean, you got got the, one of the biggest real estate brokers referring you business. Like, how did you feel in that very moment? Like the first deal? It was cool. It was awesome. It was, uh, it was just really, it was humbling. I think it's a good word to use because I, you know, I really, I was, I wasn't nervous per se, but I wanted to like do a good job. I mean, that's always my intentions is to do a good job. So it kind of goes back to just kind of like just being yourself and just doing what you normally do. It really, you know, there, it was just an introduction he made, but it was just, it was an important introduction. And I wanted to make sure that we, you know, did right by the client and by the brand, um, which was awesome. It's and, amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I mean, I can tell you like a little bit more about like, so like I said, it took like four or five years to really put this together, going back and forth between networking and uh, referring each other, um, being a part of the Sell It Like Sirhan courses. Uh, and then uh, he reached out to me in 2020, right before the pandemic hit. And he said, I'm starting my own brokerage. Don't say anything. Don't tell anyone. But um, I'm going to be announcing it soon. This is right before the pandemic hit. And, he's just like, and he was like, just like, stay ready. We'll, we'll do something one day. I was like, awesome, that sounds great. So went back to work as I normally would. Then last summer, he sends me an email with um, my associate, Rachel King, on CC. And uh, it just is a very simple email. Subject, Long Island domination. <laughs> That's it. And then I reached out, and then Rachel and I were just on it. So I, like, I reached out to Rachel. I was like, are we supposed to do anything? Like, is it like <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm Michael. Do you want to meet for coffee? Which we did. And we got to talking. And um, she is the other agent at Sirhan who runs uh, who runs the team. And um, we kind of just got to talking. We hit it off real quick. And uh, sat with Ryan a couple of days later. And we're just like, yeah, like, let's, let's do this. Let's actually make it happen. Let's bring the brand to Long Island and dominate one day at a time. I love that. That's yeah. so funny, though. Long Island domination. That's it. That's all the email <laughs> said. That's it. There was nothing in like the body of the of the email or anything. Rachel, meet Mike. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's all he has to it's say. A, it's a great conversation starter. <laughs> yeah. I think you know what's funny. Going, this is completely off topic. You ever notice how you like type up these like super long winded emails to clients? And this is good advice to agents. And you're like, this is the best email I've ever written. It's just like super long and well thought out. And then like, they're just like, they don't know what to do with it just because there's so much in there. And then you like write the email of like, hey, are you still looking to buy a home? Question mark. Send. And then they're like, yes or no. But you get that response. Yeah. I feel yeah. like less is more. And I think that's a lesson that I'm learning from Ryan of just brevity is important. That's awesome. I mean, that's an amazing story. 
That's a good point too. Like less really is more. Just get mm-hmm. your point across because everyone's busy. So and everyone's busy. Everyone's yeah. living their life and then doing their thing. And it's a uh, yeah, it's a it's a good lesson. I think I like it. So the story with the building next to us. Uh, yeah, so looking the, at, I, I, I'm looking at a burned building. I don't know if the audience can't see it. Yeah, but we'll, do some, we'll do some B-roll footage afterwards. Yeah. So the day after, um, this building is a building that I've loved for a long time. When my wife and I used to live above Organically Yours, which is this organic um, market across the street. There's apartments above. And we used to walk past this building. It's beautiful. It's a historic building. It's like an old carriage house. Um, and I, at the time, I said, like, I think I want, you know, I'd love to do something out of this building one day. I want to turn it into, I think at the time I said, like, a record studio or a recording studio or something like that. Um, and I've always, every time we walk past it over the years, it's just like, man, it's so beautiful. It's just such a cool-looking, unique building. Sure enough, the day after I signed on to, uh, to Surhant, the next day, this place hit on MLS. And I called the agent up. I was just like, yo, take it down. Like, I'm taking it. Like, I want it. I don't even need to see the inside. It's sick. It's meant to be. I need this. So agent was kind enough to really make it happen for me. To show shout out to him. And um, I wake up. I sign the lease. This is like, takes about, it took about like a week to get everything in order. I signed the lease agreement. And I happen to live directly across the street from this building. Like, I can see my building from my bedroom window. And um, I wake up, it's like December, it's early December, and uh, it's like six o'clock in the morning, and it's nasty out. It's like raining and sleeting, it's like complete shit. And I look outside my bedroom window, and there's just flames just going up, up, everything is, it's like nuts, there's fire trucks, like the, the fire station's right here, so it's super loud, everything, like being woken up by that. And I look at my window, I'm like, oh fuck. Oh no. That's my building. Like, if this isn't a sign, I don't know what is. I was like, oh shit, what are we gonna do? So I throw on my clothes, I run down the street, and I'm like, it's not my building. <sighs> Luckily, nobody got hurt over there. Everybody was safe, everybody got out okay. They're gonna rebuild it. It's a really cool home that's set back. Um, but Northport's super quirky, so if you know anything about Northport, like it's a historic town, like dates back to the 1800s. My home was built in 1896. Um, so all the homes are kind of very, very unique. This one set back. Luckily, nobody got hurt. And luckily, it wasn't my building that was on fire because that was definitely a, a rough morning to start <laughs> off. I was like, oh, man, this is, this is rough. That's scary to even think of. Yeah. That's, that's tough. But thankfully, everything's okay. Thankfully, everything's everybody's okay. okay. Everybody's okay. Everything is okay. They're rebuilding that home, and we're still standing over here. Yeah. That's, that's, I feel like you have so many crazy stories. Uh, probably even more. Doesn't every real estate agent? <laughs> 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 well, you do a lot of luxury sales, right? I wouldn't say that I do a lot of luxury sales. I definitely love selling luxury homes. Um, but well, I only say that, I don't mean to interrupt you, yeah. is we saw the listing that you have, I think it was at Lloyd Harbor, if I'm not mistaken, with mm-hmm. a huge pool in, it's like indoor? Yeah, it's a massive home. What is that property listed at? Uh, it was listed at 5 million. We just did a reduction to uh, 4390 is the new price that was just done yesterday. But it's a beautiful home. Um, it's really unique. It's a modern home with a great traditional flow, which I think really helps it. Uh, it's definitely one of the largest indoor pools I've ever had the pleasure of selling. Like, it's it's massive. It is. Um, it's huge. And it's a really cool house, yeah. So it's, uh, you know, we're working hard at it. We're marketing it like crazy and got to find the right buyer who's looking for that specific property. 
it's definitely unique for Lloyd Harbor. It's not like your traditional Lloyd Harbor home. I feel like every real estate agent, when they do real estate or like when they watch TV, you know, like selling Sunset or all these other shows that come up on Netflix, everybody's like, I want to do luxury. I want to do luxury. Yeah. But how do they break into that luxury space? I know you're going to say networking, but. I am. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> all right. So. How did like how did I break? It's you. You need all right. Here's a here's a here's a funny story. My first luxury listing, my first over million dollar listing, and this is a true story. Um, I was I have shitty teeth. I don't know why. I'm just blessed with shitty teeth. From like I, got, I feel like I got good genetics, but shitty teeth, and I constantly get cavities. And I had my first root canal, which was fucking miserable. And I go I go to um, this uh, in the uh, doctor in Huntington, dentist, doctor, uh, yeah. dentist, whatever they're called. Yeah. To get a root Dent. canal. <laughs> yeah, dentist. Okay, cool. And uh, he starts fucking filling me up with Novocaine. I can't talk. Literally, like, my mouth is, like, completely numb. I'm, like, drooling out of the side of my mouth. It's super early in the morning. Uh, and he starts asking me real estate questions because I think I said before I started, I don't know, I'm always like, oh, I'm a real estate agent. Like, you know, you just throw that out there and see where it goes. <laughs> so he starts doing all this like work to me and fucking drilling on my mouth and, and starting the root canal process and literally starts like interviewing me. And my answers are just like, ah, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. like literally <laughs> oh, like, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like inaudible, <laughs> like there's no way like he was understanding, but I was like shaking my head, whatever. And after the procedure was done, he's like, I have a house to sell in Centerport. I'd love for you to come see it. So I was like, sick, let's do this. It was that on Cobblestone Court. Uh, shout out Dr. Marcus and sure enough I met him and his wife got a tour of their home and that was my first million that's, dollar that's plus the listing. sickest like real estate it, interview I got it from a root canal so <laughs> thank my shitty teeth for that it's always funny how dentists always like talk to you like what do you expect me to say right you're just like but something positive definitely yeah. came out of it which it was is, cool that's a true story cool. like straight up like no bullshit there like that's how I got my first so you just never know where you're gonna get it from that's what you like you said it's just it's so important to network and just Hey, I'm a real estate agent, you know, like, yeah, you, just throw you it have to there. be, yeah. You know, what's funny is a lot of people, they try to, they don't let everybody know that they're in the business. Like that, they're that secret agent, right? Yeah. Why? I have no idea. No I don't know idea. either. It's just, again, it's the easiest thing to talk about. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's fun. So you just kind of like throw it out there and like you said, shoot your shot and just see what comes from it. Um, but yeah, that's how I got my first million dollar listing. Um, other ways is just, you know, swimming in that circle. Like, if you don't know people who own these expensive properties, figure out a way to meet yourself, to, to, to meet them. Figure yeah. out a way to go and swim in their circle. Like, make yourself known. Make your presence known. Yeah. I think that's, like, the best thing that you can do. Yeah. I feel like sometimes people get I, scared. Sorry. Yeah, no. It's 100%. I feel like sometimes right now, like a big thing that I've been seeing, I'm not, this is not a shot at anybody or whatever, but like, like I feel like the Long Island real estate market, a lot of people like networking in a group of only realtors. Yeah. I think we got to step outside of that box and go to like kind of different networking spaces also because, you know, networking realtors is amazing. Don't get me wrong. I yeah. love it. Everyone loves it. But like to, in order to get more business on top of that, you know, I think it's a good idea to not be scared to go to networking events outside of like real estate based networking events. I totally agree. Yeah. I actually don't like networking with real estate agents because you have the same fucking conversation over and over <laughs> and over again. While I love the people that I work with, no matter what brokerage they work at, like, I don't want to go and talk about 
you know, I'm there to sell my listings and I'm happy to network, but like the conversations are like mundane. Like it's the same thing over and over and over again with the same people over and over and over again. Like go out there and meet new people. So another question we have right now is current status on the market. So we've been seeing some shifts. We've been seeing some changes. The last two weeks have been crazy. So, you know, I think it's a good idea to touch base on that. So what are your current thoughts on the current status of the market? I think that it's clear that buyers are scared because of the reports that they're reading. But I put more, I put three houses under contract last week and I have another three going under contract this week. People are still buying and selling. We live in a really special place. Like Long Island is really special. Like we're, you know, depending on where you are, you're either 50 minutes, so if you're talking about Middle Islands, like we're in Northport area over here, like you're like 50 minutes to an hour to one of the most expensive zip codes east or you're 50 minutes to an hour depending on the MTA or traffic could be five hours to New York City, right? So it's like you're, you're, we're surrounded by wealth right. and money and people who are traveling back and forth. Um, so I think that it's important for people to remember that no matter what, it's a market. Rates are going to fluctuate. But when the right house hits, jump at it because you'll have an opportunity to refinance. I don't think people foresaw rates coming into the twos and the threes. No one predicted that, right? So the same way no one predicted them to shoot up to the sevens last week, they'll settle. And this is the time for you to find an agent to find you deals. Like I think that now is time, like more important than ever to hire a real estate agent who knows the market that they're selling in so they can go out there and find you deals. Find the houses that have been sitting on the market. Inventory is still low. So if there's a house that's sitting on the market, it's generally for one reason only. It's overpriced. overpriced yeah. So before they do that price reduction to find that sweet spot market uh, sweet spot market value, go out there and negotiate on it. Right. Because they may be looking to make a deal to unload it because they're also reading the same reports that the fucking world is ending and the rates are shooting up and everything is crazy. So they're also nervous. 100%. So I think that it's important for agents to really show their worth and to provide their value and to start negotiating again. Like it's, it's fun. This is what we're here for is to negotiate. It's like the past two years, just like when people were making offers on houses, it's like, what do you think to offer? Like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. They're asking X amount. I don't know. What do you think? $80,000 over? Like, let me, call, <laughs> let me call the agent who's my friend. Hey, agent, like, where do I need to be at? It's fucking crazy, Michael. Like, I don't know. Just submit offers. Like, whatever you're going to do. Like, best in finals. Like, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, where's the negotiation in that? It's tough. Yeah. It's hard because, like, you, you know, comps to a certain point meant nothing for a while because it was like you couldn't chase the last comp because the next comp was being set. Right. Now we're looking at comps and we're like, okay, I can't go off of those numbers. So now we're setting a new market standard. And pricing a home is even more important than it was back then. Like we used to say like to sellers, like it's super important to price your home spot on right now because the buyers are going to bid it up. But like, let's just make sure that we hit that number right. Like that's a generally accurate statement, but now it's actually more important than ever because when houses aren't priced appropriately, they're going to sit. And a home that sits stale is the kiss of death for it. So yeah, and I mean in that in that in that time frame where everything was just going over ask over ask, waving inspections, waving appraisals. Yeah, you could list a house, overprice it, and still get offers on it. I mean, well, I was doing it. It wasn't overpricing it, but it was 
because the market was deeming that it was worth it. Yeah. It was just yeah. the numbers weren't there. They weren't catching up to themselves fast enough to use that market data and research to determine what this home should actually be worth. It was like defying all logic. Well, you have instances too where there's like, there's no comps, like you said, and it's like the only house. And it's like, all right, we're going to set a record with this one. Yeah. You know, which is fun. It's, an, yeah, it's nuts. Records. It's great. I mean, we definitely did it during the pandemic. And, you know, I think that, again, it's an important time for real estate agents to understand to, it's just, we have time now. It's nice to be able to take a deep breath and a step back and actually like, analyze things and say like you know we actually can apply some logic and some data here so let's do it yeah i agree i think that like my two cents into this market play right now is that you guys might not agree with this some people watching might not agree with this, this is just my my perception of it that real estate when you buy it's not a situation where you know you can time the market stuff like that it's all situational based so buy at the right time for you you know make sure that if it's you know if you're if you just had you know, a newborn baby, right? You need to move into a new house. That's the time to buy a house. The rates are up, the prices come down a little bit or vice versa, the rates are down, the prices are up higher. All these situations are gonna change, you yeah. know? Marry the house, date the rate. We've all heard that before, right? Sure. So that's just my two cents on what I think. Like, that's what I tell every single buyer I'm talking to right now. It's a market. Yeah. It's, it's hard to time markets, Yeah. right? So you just gotta take it one day at a time and do what's best for you and or your family and put yourself in the best position. Yeah, and there's always opportunity when a lot of people are scared and fearful. Yeah. Like Warren Buffett said, be greedy when other people are fearful, sure. right? So, you know, that's the time where I think like, if I can say like the best time to buy a house, maybe I'm a little biased, I don't know. But I would just say like the best time to buy a house where you can build as much equity and possible in it is the worst market possible. Sure. You know what I mean? Like when the rates are the highest and the prices are at its lowest, that's the best time to buy a house. But people don't think of it in that way. Yeah. Well, it's hard because, especially for buyers because inventory is so low where they've been looking for like two or three years now, some of these buyers, like they've like lived through like crazy like fluctuations. It's hard to wrap your head around. But man, before we started this podcast, I was telling you like I've moved, like I've bought and sold. Like I think this is our sixth home in 10 years. Really? Wow. Yeah. a lot. And yeah. It's because the market has gone up. So it was just right timing, right? And you just make it work. But like we weren't selling because like, sure, we were profiting on them, but we weren't selling it for that reason. It just was the right time for my family and I. So we right. just said, let's do it. Whatever it is, like, let's do it because we can't predict where the market's going to go. Has it been very overwhelming? Like since opening the office, I'm sure you're getting probably like a lot of agents who are looking to become a part of the brand. Like it's not overwhelming. Sorry, We're is there like a certain, you know how certain offices like are you got to meet a certain requirement, certain standard to become a part of the brand? What yeah. is that requirement for certain in Northport? We look at the people first before I look at their numbers. I'm looking at do I want to work with this person? Is this somebody who I want to mentor? Is this somebody who is eager to learn and is coming with an open mindset, wants to grow? Doesn't matter if they've done, if they've been an agent for two years and they've done $2 million worth of business over that course, like, can we help them double it? Can I legitimately help somebody grow? I don't respect team leaders who bring on people for no reason other than to grow themselves and their team. I just don't respect it. I think that it's bad business practice. I think that it's a disservice to the agent. So what I look for is, 
does this person want to grow and can I help them grow? If the answer is yes to both of those questions, then we have a conversation and see where it goes. There are some agents here who are brand new and they're doing awesome. Like I have, I can humbly say that we have 11 agents here and no matter what, whether they've been in the business for five, six, seven years, or they've been in the business for a few months, everybody has a house in contract here, which is a really good feeling for me. Like that's awesome. Yeah, that definitely. Agents amazing. who have been here, who have been in the business for literally a few months now, everybody's got something in contract. I take pride in that because to me, it's it's teamwork. Um, while this is a team-run office, I don't let my agents, or I don't want my agents to advertise me. I want them to grow their own brand. I'm taking that logic from Sirhand. Sirhand is all about the agent first. It's forward thinking for the agent. I'm taking that same mindset here from a team lead standpoint and saying, I don't need you to promote my name. I don't need you to incorporate me in your listings. I don't want that. I want you to grow. I want you to be able to self-sustain. I want you to be able to be your own business. Like I'm training my agents not to become real estate agents, but I want them all to become business owners. Right. And Sirhant is giving me the tools necessary to do that. And that was the, one of the biggest reasons why I decided to do this with Ryan is because they give me the tools necessary to grow my business. And in turn, I'm letting them grow their business. And I think that that's really important for agents, especially if they're looking to start a team to understand is that you have to have the right reasons to do it. And if your reason is only to grow yourself, you're going to get fucking burned because they're going to leave you. And you're going to put time into these people that are just inevitably going to walk away and go somewhere else. And there's going to come a day where probably an agent here leaves for whatever reason. I hope that they don't. But when the day comes, I want to be able to rest my head at night and say, I did the best job that I could for them. And if they feel like their business is going to be better elsewhere, so be it. But I'm going to be at peace with myself. And that's what's super important. I think as a real estate agent, you know, there's so many variables in our equation on an everyday basis that one of the best things that you can do is just put your head on the pillow at night and just feel good about what you've done for your clients, for the people that you're yeah. working with, for the people who you just met. Like, you want to feel good about yourself. And I think that that's what kind of keeps agents going is that, like, momentum that they have. And that positive energy will trickle through. I think a common denominator that I've seen, like with agents, like, you know, you both have teams, right? So common denominator from somebody on the outside, obviously, because I'm not a real estate agent. So from the outside, seeing how people who care about people end up becoming more successful because they don't just look at people as dollar signs. I think that's a common denominator for success. Yeah. Um, you know, there's teams out there that definitely, you know, they run things differently. I just, I have a vision of, you know, I'm taking like what I've learned at my past brokerages, what I've loved about them, what I didn't like about them and trying to just do something new here. Something that is just, it just makes sense to me. Like it's just a different way of thinking. It's just a little tweak in that mindset. Right. But it's just that we can all help each other grow. So when an agent here in this office has success, we celebrate it. When an agent here has a good idea where they've seen success, whether it's like copy they've written on a mailer that went out or an Instagram post that they uh, got a great response on, share that idea. And that's something that I haven't seen at other brokerages. Not that people don't work together well and collaborate, but I'm talking about a whole office coming together and promoting things as one. Like when I take a listing, 
one of these ideas that I had is I want every single agent here, regardless of if they're on the listing or not, to promote it. Because this business, let's be real, a lot of it is perception. Yeah, yeah 100%. 100%. So, okay, so every agent here in this office, if I have a listing, I want them to promote it as if it's their own. Because I would, much, I would love for them to sell the house. I would absolutely love it. So can you imagine the power of one brokerage office promoting every single listing together? Like, shit, we go from having, if we're talking about social media alone, we talk about having like 2,000 followers to having like 40. Yeah. So that's the power of working together and having this little tweak in the mindset of we're not competition. We are all associates working together, collaborating and sharing and learning and just having fun. And that's what we're really trying to build in this office. And I think that that's going to be a big differential for a lot of brokerages. Because honestly, I don't think that they can do that. I don't. I think that they're going to have a hard time because there's egos. Let's be real. Yeah. When you, a lot of agents have egos. And I'm just fucking not here for it. I see it though. Like I, I 100% see exactly what you're saying. Like if you follow like, you know, a bunch of people who are in this office, like you see it from there too. Like on social media, like on Instagram, like Sean Wall, who's a good friend of ours. Um, I see what he's doing. I see him collaborating with everybody here. I just see like all you guys together. Like yeah. it's just like a pack. You guys move together. That's Which it. Which I love to see. And, and Sean's know? great, man. Sean came over. He had an incredible videographer and he's been kind enough to like share him. While Sirhan does have their own in-house studios, like we also have to find people out here on Long Island to help us make sure that we're hitting the certain brand aesthetic and the brand guidelines and respecting the the uh, the brand that was built. Um, and he was like, absolutely, like use use my boy. So you know, we've been shooting with him, and he's done a fantastic job. And it's all like a work in progress, but it's a unified work in progress. And I think that that's like a really really beautiful thing when people can work in harmony. Like, don't get me wrong, like. All of my agents, like they got big personalities here. They're a lot of fun. This is a, a this is an awesome office to work out of because everybody here keeps me keeps me on my toes. But they do it in the best way possible. Where, again, at the end of the day, we got a crazy text chain going of just like cheering each other on, rooting for each other to succeed. Like I have a personal goal for myself. I want everybody on my team, regardless of if they've been in the business or not. By in 2023. I want every single person to have no less than $10 million worth of real estate sold. That's my goal for them. And I think that's attainable, no matter the market. I don't care. As long as we market ourselves and we work hard and we show that unified front, we're going to do it. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. I, I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. You guys you guys move awesome, so I love it. But yeah. any... Uh, go ahead, Kevin. Sorry. No, I love the mindset. You know, it's spoken like a true leader because I, I think in the same way, one person you know, having the listing and everybody else promoting it because we don't know the connection that that person may have. Of course. You can have a buyer who's not even, you know, following me, but it follows you that sees a listing like, oh, this is great. It's perfect for me. Exactly. So it's all about, like you said, networking, putting, you know, putting, putting yourself out there is definitely yeah, key. Yeah, and we're working for the client at the end of the day. Yeah. So I don't, again, I don't care who sells it, whether I'm not, like, I don't care if this brokerage sells it, this brokerage sells it, as long as my client's happy and they're getting the number that they want, what's better than that? You've been open for how long? We opened up this office in January, officially. January. Yeah. So it's going to be a year coming up. It's going to be a year coming up. Oh, that's crazy amazing. To think. Yeah, that's it's amazing. been fun. What are you guys doing for the one-year anniversary? You just really put me on the spot. I don't know. We've got to find out. we got to yeah, wait and find yeah, out. No, we'll do something. We had an amazing launch party here. Um, 
we had with this, you know, another reason why I loved this space is because we do have a front courtyard patio uh, with the restaurant Rock and Fish directly in front. So I can just call the owner of the company and say, hey, I'd love to rent out the patio. Can we do something here? I mean, we were able to host for the launch party back in June uh, around like 250 people. Wow. Which is awesome. It was all past clients and friends. We always do like a, a good party. Um, probably are not going to do that again this year just because it's going to get cold outside and we won't be able to host it. But we'll we'll do something fun for a one year anniversary. Uh, I'll be sure to invite you guys. So we'll have a we'll have a good time at it. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we appreciate it. Um, you gonna put me on blast because you were telling me that you called me before. So let's just I do did. it. Let's just let's just, right, let's let's just get it out of the way. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so we we're just we we're just chatting up and we we're just saying like. So I met Kevin by cold calling, right? Mm-hmm. Cold called you like five times. You're like, yo, I'll meet you. I'll meet you. I'll Did meet you play you. hard to get? Uh, yeah, I would be like, yeah, 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 I'll give you a call back. I'll give you a call back. You guys yeah. played, the sa- played it the same exact way. You were like, oh, I'll meet you. I'll meet you. And I was like, call me this week. I was like, all right, I'm going to call you this week. And I did. And then you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Call, call me the next week. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's never going to meet me. So, but this was like a long time ago. This is like three years ago, probably. Yeah. But. Yeah, I wasn't I'm trying sorry, to call man. you out. No, it's okay, man. It's been, Kevin called been, you back. Kevin called And look back. at this. Now, yeah, you, have now we got a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are meant to be. If you don't remember me, just you, you probably remember me as like an annoying lender who just kept calling you. No. Because if you give me an opportunity, I'll always take it. So I always just, I kept calling you, kept calling you, Listen, kept calling I, you. Listen, I think persistence is really important. Um, and I do, I do value that. So I'm sorry for not calling you. It's okay. Sorry. But I will say, to build off of that, topic i think that it's also important like listen like <sighs> lenders can be annoying trust me i know i'm can one we, of them listen i've called you like every week so 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 here's, so here's the deal hey so do you, you want cookies yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so with that being said not all lenders are annoying and i appreciate uh people wanting to be involved because you were calling me before i was at Sir Hint, right? Yes. You were calling me when I was at Signature, um, which is awesome. I think that what lenders need to learn is that this needs to be a symbiotic relationship. That I'm here to work with people who I believe are going to do a good job because there's nothing more important than getting an accepted offer and trusting your team. And I'm, by the team, I mean that extension, your attorney, your home inspectors, your, your lenders, that when I have the accepted offer and we go under contract, that I can now mentally move on to my next deal while still servicing that client, but I can now allocate my resources, like my, my mind. Your mind share. Somewhere, somewhere else. Somewhere else. Yeah. Now, with that being said, I think that lenders, the, like when lenders call me, they're like, hey, I want to talk to you about what we can do. I want to talk to you about these programs we have. It's just like, I don't want to fucking hear about the programs that you have. <laughs> do you have buyers who are ready to go? Because if you do and you want to refer me them or you want to refer my team members them, we'll close them and we will 100% give it back. But let's get that relationship started where I we're agree. working together. It doesn't just need to be, I'm going to fucking feed this person business. It needs to be, let's grow a relationship together so that we're helping each other grow. So while it is wonderful to find the lender to work with, I'm, I don't want to get phone calls anymore of you need to sit down and learn about these programs that I have because I truly don't. And I don't want to, I want to know, do you have people who are actively ready to buy or sell? And if you do, and you want to trust me with them, I will Handle them with the white glove service that they deserve, or my agents will. If you don't, let me know when you do. 
and let's grow a relationship together. So I think that it's important for the lenders out there to also understand like it's it's give and take. It doesn't just need to be take. And I'm not saying that you were doing that. Of I'm course. not accusing you of doing that. <laughs> no, this course. is just a message to all lenders who I probably are calling. Was doing that. I'm not even no, lying. This is like three years ago. I probably, I, I just, probably was. I just, I, it just, it sometimes it just blows my mind. We're just like, dude, I don't want to, I don't want to listen to you talk. Yeah, no, he got and me. I though. mean that with all due respect. Got he got me. I mean, yeah. we went to Dunkin' Donuts. I don't even drink coffee. I don't drink. I don't eat donuts. We <laughs> yeah, just sat there. Doing it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not talking about you specifically. This was just a message. This is just like a public service announcement to like to all you out lenders there. out there. You are 100 correct. And like I say that not from a place where you know I, I think I know it all, but it's coming from a place where it's trial and error. Like with what I've been doing, because I've been in the space for five years, been full time for two, so learning the ins and outs of what a real estate agent needs from you in order to get business from them. It's a, you know, it's not, it's not one, two, three, every Mm -hmm. single real estate agent is different. Every single person that you want business from is different. So learning what it takes to add value, which is like exactly what I established my business on now. um, And anybody who works with me will tell you that, like I just provide so much value to the agents that I work with that they don't have to think twice. Like we grow together. It's no longer just like, a realtor and a lender, we're together. We grow together. We it's go an extension of the team. Exactly. Yeah. So that's exactly how I work with like every single person. So I agree with you 100%. And, you know, a call saying, oh, yeah, send me business for this reason or the other. Why? Like right. if you could, there's so many amazing lenders out there right now. You know, I like think I'm one of them as well. But there's so many other people who are amazing lenders. Mm-hmm. And why should a realtor choose you? There has to be a reason why. Right. Mm-hmm. So adding value is what the important part is. I think there's like a, a, an interesting mindset shift to when you're selling somebody, whether it's on yourself or it's on your business, it's not about you. Yeah, It's about them, right? There's this awesome book that I encourage every single person who I meet like in this industry read. Have you guys read it? It's, it's called Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. I have not. It's an awesome book. And it's not real estate centric, but it's just an amazing, amazing book. And what it taught me is that I'm not the hero of the story. My clients are the hero of the story or what I'm trying to, uh, like who I'm trying to sell is the hero of the story. I'm just there to assist, right? Right. So even though my name is Michael Jordan, like I want to be Scottie Pippen. Make sense? Yeah. Love that. So to me, like that is a little bit of a different mindset shift to when you're selling somebody on something, it's what can I do for you? What right. can I do? What value can I provide to you? Oh, you want somebody here? Like here's an awesome buyer who has had trouble buying something or have trouble with whatever, for whatever reason they've had, they've been unsuccessful. I'm going to give you a shot here. Go take them. Like, and that to me is a way better sell than can I sit down with you so I can tell you about X, Y, and Z, about what I do differently and how we're the best? It's just like, I don't want to hear it anymore. Yeah. Because I'm busy. Right. And we're all busy. So let's let's create a real relationship. That to me is way more important because that's the trust that goes back into that extension of the team of when that client goes under contract, I know that you're going to do the best job for them. And I know that I'm not going to have to worry about them. And I know that at the end of the day, they're going to call me and be like, yo, thank you so much for introducing me to them. That's so important. Right. It's key. Yeah. So I wasn't putting you on blast. No, of course. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> man, we appreciate you, uh, you know, inviting us over and letting us shoot here. Yeah, man. Thank you North for doing Port. this. This was fun. Yeah, no, this was a good time. Um, 
congrats on all the success. Thank you. And all the things to come. Cool. Looking forward to that one anniversary uh, party, fiesta. Yeah, or something. that'll be fun. And yeah. like I said, this office, you know, going back to what I said before, this is an open office. Like, I don't care where you work, what brokerage you work for, what bank you work for. Like, the door is generally always open, unless we're doing this podcast, <laughs> to collaborate and see where the conversations go because it truly doesn't matter what brokerage you work for because at the end of the day, like you're going to call me one day or I'm going to call you one day and we're going to want to get a deal done together. And yeah, it course. doesn't matter where you work because we're going to be on the same team. Yeah. Working towards the same goal. I love that. Right? So look, he didn't ignore your calls, but you finally met him. So finally, he now did. he said his doors are open to you. Yeah. <laughs> so the door's open and that's it. <laughs> Ah, so you went from the L to a W. No, it wasn't an L. It wasn't an L. It, 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 was, it was just uh, I had to leave it off for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anything else you can leave us off with? I have a question before, for we, you, sign before off. we sign off. Yeah. What is, you know, something you would say to a new agent right now that's walking into this market that might not be as easy, I would say, as the market was a year or two years ago? The agents who are walking into this market right now have an absolute advantage over the agents that walked into the market two years ago. There's no fucking doubt in my mind because these are the agents who are going to have to work. These are the agents who are going to have to network and grow their sphere and market themselves and learn and go through the experiences that the agents who started two years ago didn't have to go through. So in my professional opinion, the agents who are getting started now will have a competitive advantage over the agents who got started two years ago when everything was mayhem and honestly, being a real estate agent was just too fucking easy. I, I, I totally agree with that, 100%. I've said that so many times, but totally agree. Keep learning, keep, keep growing. Keep growing. Is that your, is that, is that your slogan? No, I just sound like, you want to do it again? At the same time. You almost like have a little <laughs> harmony going. Like we can keep learning, keep growing. That was, that was good. We're, we're, that can be your, yeah, you, got, you guys got that connection going. Where, uh, where can people reach out to you, whether they're looking to do business with you, reach out, like agent-wise, looking to interview with you? Where yeah. can people reach out and contact uh, so you? So you can go to my website, which is mjs at sirhant.com, which is also my email address, mjs at sirhant.com. Um, you know, anybody who is looking to talk, I'm always open to a conversation because, again, you just never know where it's going to lead. The people who you can be like, nah, I'm not ready to take on somebody else may just give you a reason to like, no, no, it's time. Like, I want, like, again, make your presence known. Um, so that's how they can get in touch with me. And there's always, you know, just the sirhant.com website that's got all of the agents information. Uh all of our listings and um, you know, we're, we're doing some cool stuff. Ryan's got some big plans heading into the new year, which I'm really excited for him to share about because uh, it's, it's going to be fun. The business is really going to, you know, it's already taken off. It's already doing extraordinarily well. And um, I will say that it is inspiring to work for somebody who just gets it. Like, and people know him, but you're watching him on TV or you're reading his book or you're listening to his podcast, he is as sincere as they come. And that is the most important thing for me. So when I was talking to him, I was like, all right, well, I want to, you know, get a feel for this guy. Like, is he what he portrays to be, to be, and no bullshit. Like he's better. He is, that plus some. And I'm not just saying that as a fucking suck up. I genuinely mean that. And that's the reason why I agreed to do this. Because I truly believe that he has the best interest at heart for his agents. 
and he's looking to grow. So we're not stuck at a company working off of antiquated technology. We're at a company who was built in 2020 and 2021 and is ever changing. And to me, that's what makes a good agent is to work towards the future. And that's what we're doing. That's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you for dropping knowledge, gems, everything for us. Of course. November 13th, don't forget, we have yes. Sean Waller from Sirhan Playing in the oh, yeah, National Coliseum. his interviews. At the St. Jude's Children's <laughs> Research Hospital that we're having. Yeah. Our goal is to raise 50000 We have That's over, amazing. We have over, guys. Thank you. We have a little over 30000 already like raised. 34, 35, 36, 000. something like that. Yeah. So we're so, getting closer. We're getting closer to the goal. Damn. We hope to see you there at the National right, Coliseum. Cool. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, I assume that you guys are going against each other. Like, yes. Is yes. This like battle? Okay. I told you, it's a love-hate relationship yeah. here. Okay. So just make sure you purchase who, the tickets. Uh, yeah, who, who do you feel has the upper hand here? I think Kevin, as everyone's saying, is Kevin is the uh Bro, you got to say yourself, win. man. What the fuck? You gotta no, just... but Kevin, <laughs> I'm the underdog apparently this year. Apparently I'm How the so? underdog. I didn't hear that, though. I heard that no. you were going to take it again. I, who's I'm got Sean? You, he's got Sean. Oh, you're fucked. Yeah. See, that's <laughs> everyone's doubting us now. All right. I got the Sirhan approval, so. All right. You have Sirhan on your team. We won last year, this year. We'll see what happens, but we got some We got some good things coming. November 13th. You didn't win this tickets, year? What are you talking Lincoln about? Bio, you said you won last year and this year. I said we won last year. This year, was, this year we'll see what happens. I you, mean, I right. think I'm going to win. Right. I know I'm going to win, but you, you didn't want the white Michael Jordan on your team. Please, you want to be our coach? <laughs> there you go, coach right here. That's very controversial. <laughs> yeah, I was saying before. You ever seen the ESPN commercial? It's like a, it's an old commercial about like there's there's this old white guy who's named Michael Jordan. Oh no! I remember and he goes to no, like restaurants and he's like table for two for Michael Jordan and the hostess looks up and everybody's let down like the limo. <laughs> there's a limo driver at the airport and it's just like the guy sign that says Michael Jordan and he's just like hi and he hands him his things and then he just puts his head down and like let's go. It's one of the best commercials ever. That's, I got a YouTube that's that I haven't as, seen. Uh, it. Michael that's life uh, named Michael, Michael Jordan. Yeah, I love it. Awesome. Well, he's our coach now, so just so you know, we'll see I'll you on pay November thirteenth. You yeah, have to, you're a coach. Yeah, you're no, no, I still want to pay for a ticket. Okay. All right, you're still a coach, though. All right. <laughs> All right. Now I got Sirhan on my side. So there you go. All right. Thank you so much for watching the latest episode of the Real Estate and Chill Podcast. We will see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Real Estate and Chill Podcast with James Chantry and Kevin Iglesias. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Also, share this with your friends, your enemies, your mother-in-law. No, seriously, this podcast is so fucking good, you might want to tell your ex. 